0: Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-hosts, Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. Uh, we were fortunate enough to be able to get Congressman Emanuel Cleaver II uh, out of the Kansas City area, the 5th Congressional District in Missouri. Uh, Congress is in session. A lot of madness is happening. And before we went on air, Congressman, we were talking about the election without uh, uh, Donald J. Trump uh, conceding that he lost the election rather than organizing uh, his uh constituents and uh i guess the election officers to try to change things so would you give our uh uh listenership an update on your perspective of this whole issue right now
1: well um you know i'm, I'm a member of the homeland security committee so uh we we uh deal with with these issues uh some of them publicly in a, in a committee hearing and others uh in uh you know in a uh classified setting but Uh, The president has issued an invitation to uh, all of the elected uh, Republicans in the state uh, for presumably the purpose of getting them uh, to uh, walk back, uh, you know, anything they said or done uh, that would indicate that this was a fair election and that President Biden uh, is the winner. Um, They are clearly um trying to figure out a way to uh salvage uh donald trump's ego uh, we've never had anything in the history of the republic uh like this uh even uh republicans uh are uh becoming increasingly frustrated uh and i say quintessential republicans um uh, like george bush uh people that we thought were, were uh were you know bad people because we tend to try we tend to demonize people uh and the positions they take not just the temp i mean what we do it the republicans have done it as well uh and so um uh, right now uh, I think we can see the really republicans the quintessential republicans because they've been speaking out to people who spend millions of dollars uh, with the Lincoln Project trying to make sure that uh, Donald Trump did not get another term. Uh, and the way this uh, thing is moving, I can go through this with, with, with your listeners uh, if, uh, if it's okay with you, and that is, um, you know, right now, here's the process uh, that, we, that that uh, is before the public. Uh, on November 3rd was Election Day. And on uh, November seventh, uh, uh President uh, or former Vice President Joe Biden claimed victory. Uh then um uh the 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 president won and uh, was declared the winner uh of Pennsylvania on the twenty third, uh he uh North Carolina on the twenty fourth, uh Georgia on the thirtieth, I'm sorry, Georgia on the twentieth, uh and Arizona on the thirtieth. And uh, no, and then uh, Wisconsin on the first of december uh, and uh, from that uh, we had uh, 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 Mr. Biden had enough uh, electoral votes to declare him to be the winner right now, uh, Congress is to be sworn in on this on january third uh we it probably would it would not probably be on January fourth because the third is a sunday uh, and then on Wednesday. Uh, January sixth, 6th, uh, Congress uh, counts the electoral votes. And we do it on the floor of the House. It's very public. Uh, and then uh, we cert- the clerk of the House certifies them. And then on the 20th of January, uh, the new president is sworn in at 12 o'clock noon. So uh, Donald Trump realizes that time is running down on him, and he's doing everything he can uh, to try to get people to lie. And uh, I don't think uh, what I've just said can be Uh, Question: Uh, We know that because uh, he's now calling people in election uh, boards uh, in in any of the the key states. Now, the weird thing is that the only states that uh, Democrats tried to steal are the the uh, uh, states that he won. He uh, uh, did not win, Uh, and uh, and the weird thing is that Democrats were going to steal those votes, we would have to have a low IQ not to steal the votes for members of Congress. I and mean, why would we just steal votes for, for, for the presidency and then lose seats in the in the House? I mean, you know, uh, uh, I think our IQ is a little higher uh, than, than doing something stupid like that. I mean, it doesn't make sense. So uh, right now... Uh, I think there's nothing that the president won't do, and I think he will very likely demand that um, uh, that these Republicans go out and try to uh, overturn the election. Uh, and it's a frightening time in the country, the most frightening period uh, in our country's uh, history, at least since uh, the, the Civil War, because... Uh, you don't know what can happen. The two members of the Wisconsin, two Republican members of the Wisconsin board uh, today, after having a phone a phone conversation with President Trump, uh, went back and tried to rescind their votes again. Uh, however, it's too late. Uh, you know, the horse is already out of the barn. Uh, and uh, I, I think some of the quintessential Republicans are embarrassed. Uh, to see some of the things that are going on, uh, and frankly, I'm not embarrassed. I am. Uh, I am actually scared. I, I, I've, I've been in Congress now for 16 years. Um, I, I was mayor eight years before that in Kansas City. Uh, I grew up in, in uh, the South in Texas. Like the only the only newspaper in the country to endorse President Trump when he first ran was the uh, the, uh, the Hatcher Light L I G H T newspaper. Uh, that's where I was born, uh, and so I've seen I've seen everything uh, on this issue of a race, uh, and I've never seen anything like this. I, it's a frightening moment uh, in American history, and, uh, and I'm saying this uh, 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 not in some, some kind of uh, you know bellicose tone. I'm saying that we have a serious problem, and the, and the president will do anything, anything, uh, because he's afraid of of, uh, leaving office and being indicted, which is very, 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 likely.
0: That was going to be my next question. Uh, You know, there's been a plethora of uh, apparent violations of the law uh, by him and his close family members, and I was just curious to know, uh, I've been informed already that uh you cannot pardon uh state crimes. And apparently uh the Southern District of New York and sister attorney general of the uh, state of New York uh, have a stack of stuff and also there's this other issue about the money the four hundred and twenty million dollars is due. Uh I just is there any comment you have on that?
1: Yeah. Uh uh the the you know uh maybe the new president, maybe uh, President Biden will with 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 some uh, with with a lot of pushback, decides that that uh, the second week uh, he's in that he will pardon Donald Trump just to move on, so we can try to get things done. However, uh Cy Vance, who is the the prosecutor of the Manhattan uh, Department of Justice, uh, uh, and and they prosecute uh, crimes in in uh, New York primarily uh is it has been conducting an, an investigation for about three years um and then uh an african american woman uh letitia james is the attorney general of the state of new york uh she is in albany and uh i can tell you uh, that uh she is a, a tough 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 prosecutor and um there's nothing that uh, anybody can do from the federal government uh, to stop that investigation uh, you know the the entire Congress can vote uh, to uh, pardon the president and his, and his children, and it won't have any impact on Cy Vance, the prosecutor and the manhattans it's, it's uh, the Manhattan uh, attorney's office and The uh, state of New York with with, uh, uh, Tish James, so uh, he knows he's in in a lot of trouble. Uh, You know, he uh, obviously uh, uh, was in jeopardy uh, nationally because of the Stormy Daniels case, Uh, and uh, he uh, both in terms of perjury uh, and uh, in terms of campaign finance. Violations because he did not list that he had paid off the porn star uh, with one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. And as weird as that sounds, if you, you know, if you spend campaign money, you have to lay it out. You have to say what it was, what you spent the money on. So um, he, he spent money and didn't and did not uh, report that. So. Uh, he, he's in trouble, and I, yeah, so Congressman. I want to let
0: our listeners know you've been listening to Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, the second, who was also the congressman that hired Angela T. Wright to be the executive director and general counsel of the Congressional Black Caucus many moons ago now. The congressman I had sent you some information about some uh, 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 purging of black leaders in the Seattle school district. I don't know if you saw that text yet or not, because they're also no, talking I, I, about. Uh, they're talking about our, this uh, superintendent being considered for the secretary of transportation. So I, I want you to meet by the phone on phone uh, the president of our area NLACP area conference, uh, uh, Gerald Hankerson, uh, Washington, Oregon, and Ala- Alaska, and uh, our, the, our one newspaper town has endorsed the superintendent. Even though during her administration, seven of the leaders, three in her in her cabinet, have all been summarily dismissed. Uh, she says that they went on to bigger and better things, but she paid two of them some money and had them sign non-disclosure. So I want you to meet Gerald Hankerson, who's been uh, fighting the fight for us. Gerald, are you on the line? Yes, sir, I am. Thank you, Eddie. Okay, this is Congressman Emanuel the II out of Kansas City. As a matter of fact, the Super Bowl champion uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs stadium's in his district. So uh, I was hey. just sharing with him. I'd sent him some. Did you get a chance to read that text, Congressman? Yes, sir. You did? Okay. Well, Gerald, I was yeah. just want you to go ahead and just talk to the congressman, because uh, the Congressional Black Caucus has immense power. And uh, now, Congressman Cedric Richmond, is he leaving and to go to become senior advisor?
1: Yeah, he's going to ha- essentially have the position that Valerie Jarrett held with the Obama administration. Uh, it means that he has, uh, like, 100 percent access uh, to the president. Uh the only thing more powerful uh is, is so far is the, the chief of staff. In fact the the, the 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 second most powerful position uh in Washington uh is not the Vice President, it, it is the chief of staff. Mm-hmm. Uh because the chief of staff determines almost everything. Uh, uh the that, that, that is uh I mean nobody uh gets an appointment with the president uh, but first it goes through the uh, claims, uh, the Chief of Staff. Uh, okay, so, I just uh, want to, uh, Gerald,
0: uh, Gerald uh, uh, has been leading this fight for, for justice and equity in the Seattle School District, uh, where I mentioned before that uh, seven uh, African-American leaders in the school district have been removed in, during her administration. Uh, we had a top-night school principal, Ted Howard. Uh, his was uh took another job in another district dr brent jones was the chief officer of diversity and partnerships tim collins was the former manager of human resources diversity hires steve jones the former manager of transportation when she got there she made him the interim director of transportation dr lester hernan was social superintendent of operation he's currently the superintendent of tuck willow schools and hired ted howard to be the chief academic officer and then you have a guy by the name of eric mccurdy uh, in addition to that congressman uh, there was a program put together for African American male achievement program, and the superintendent did not hire, didn't interview one African American male for the job. So I want to turn this over to Gerald and let you know what our fight is like and what we have to do in D.C. to make sure that we don't allow a racist and a sexist to become the Secretary of Education.
1: All right.
2: Uh, thank you for that, Edgar. First of all, Congressman Mccleaver, you have, you need no introduction for me. You're a historian in our opinion, in my view, and. Thank you for the work that you and all the other congressional black caucus have been doing on behalf of our country. So thank you for your service, sir. Uh, Obviously, we had a big fight. We've been fighting these same fights for years, especially through the Trump administration. So this is no new, nothing new. But out here in Seattle School District, we've been involved with the school district for years, helping it to adopt policies like racial equity studies and all this stuff. So we have gained a long traction here with a few brothers, career brothers, who came up through the ranks and reached a level of the highest you can do. You can reach it. But three years ago, uh, they brought in uh, Seattle School District Superintendent as third one in like seven years uh, to clean up and correct the school. But since she's been here, being that she's a native, uh, she come here and she has did some things that have taken us back when it comes to racial equity in Seattle public schools. Uh, recently, as Eddie indicated, for the past year, she have literally purged all the black male leaders throughout the school districts, and then turn around and get some black folks out here who's gatekeepers, in my opinion. Oh, we heard a bunch of black people, not in decision making level. She she actually purged every single brother that qualified to take her job, and she's up for that. So, and then of course, after all of this come out with the NWCP, we brought that civil rights issue out, and then of course we find out that she was also under pretty much ran out of Montana because as a native herself, uh the natives called in D. O. J. to call Queen Q's being racist against her own people. So this is what we're dealing with. But obviously we calling for her, her contract to not be renewed and it's up for December. But unfortunately we got a few folks out here thinking that because they serve the best interests, uh black folks, we go on, they want we can't afford to dismiss what she did. To these career brothers throughout the district, and I feel like she's pitting some people against each other, our community. But the NWC is never going to stand by, ignore the fact, whatever her potential is, that she just purged all the all of the black leaders in Seattle Public Schools at the same time, trying to champion African American male achievement. But when they look up, they don't see no brother in leadership level. That's our issue. That's where we stand, and we're not going to relent till we get rid of this problem in our school district.
1: What is the racial uh, composition of, of the school district? Uh,
2: I don't know the exact numbers per se, so if I screw it, wrong, screw it all, screwed it up. I know that probably 60% white, probably 30-something percent black, uh, uh, the racial composition. She has the biggest district in the entire Washington state. Uh, you know, it's, You know, she is a native herself, so she qualifies herself as a woman of color. Uh, and I feel that she's also happy to be uh you know no saying nothing negative about it but it's obviously she says she's not she's gay she's a lesbian and she want to bring those values and I feel like you know whatever your views and your philosophy are when our kids it says you know we you come in it's supposed to be reducing the achievement gap you haven't done so yet i mean how long are we going to continue to support this for women of color when we have went backwards but the biggest significance for us at the NWCT as she not only did she purge seven African American leaders, not just principals and school. But these are every single one of these brothers was in the top position, and she got rid of every single one of them off her cabinet, and pretty much gave them no excuse. And we're talking about some community leaders, not just educators, and these are career people in their family. And I just you know,
0: want to, I want to interject, Gerald, that. Uh, a very popular black female principal was terminated while the school was closed, like April 28th, a school called Leshai. The other thing, Congressman, is that the Urban Native Education Alliance, headed up by Sarah Since Wilson, uh, the, the superintendent kicked that Native American program out. And now, Gerald, I just found out yesterday that a principal that was having disciplinary problems with for disproportionately suspending black kids out of a middle school, has been moved over to a program, has given another Indian program the problem. So you would think, Congressman, with two DOJ complaints in our last job, that the school district, the board members would have thought differently, or maybe they made a deal for her to come in and and, uh, do ethnic cleansing with black males. So anyway, I know that you said you didn't have very much time, but uh, I just wanted to check, what are you online? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I just want to see if you had a comment, because the Congress, I know he got to go in a minute, and I've held him over time, and I appreciate him.
3: You know, Congressman, I'm going to go back to what you were first saying. So what, you know, you talked about how fearful this is, the situation here in America. Number 45, what if he says, look, I want a civil war? He starts calling on all those militia groups. I mean, what's Homeland Security doing in terms of making sure it's a smooth transition and the people of the nation are protected? Well, uh,
1: you know, I, 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 I would hope that the president doesn't do anything so reckless, uh, but uh, he, he, nothing he does at this point should surprise anybody in the country. Uh, and he can, you know, give a wink and a nod and probably get uh, some of the militia to, uh, to act. Uh, however, uh, I can tell you that at 12 o'clock on January 20th, uh, uh, Joseph... Biden uh, will be sworn in, and uh, you know when he leaves uh, the 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 stand of wherever we have the inauguration is probably be dramatically different than any inauguration in history because of the COVID crisis. Uh, He will leave with uh, the control of the uh, the United States military. He is the commander in chief. He will have the uh, Secret Service protection, uh, well, he has it now, but it's on, at a, a smaller level, uh, than it will be on the, from the 20th and 4th. And, uh, I, I think that, uh, it, it will be a dangerous period in the country because I do think that, uh, they, you know, these militia, uh, and white nationalists, uh, uh, are very dangerous people. It's not mine. Analysis of the the the, 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 the analysis of uh, FBI director uh, 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 who has you know been I think uh, a, a straight shooter. I told him that publicly at one of our hearings, uh, and uh, his his, his uh, uh, Senator, uh, Director Ray has said that the greatest danger in the United States right now are the white supremacists. He said that openly and publicly, and that's why if you read the New York Times today. Uh, his name is um, uh, among uh, the names of uh, individuals in the administration that the president could fire at any moment. Uh, So uh, I don't think we have to... I mean, I I, I do think that these militia are dangerous. I I mean, nobody should ever, ever say anything contrary to that. But, uh, you know, uh, I think they will be, you know, shut down. Uh, if they should try this. The problem is that it's an embarrassment to our fragile democracy. Democracy democracy has always been fragile, uh, and each generation has to, to renew it, its strength. And uh, it was the generation with Angela rise, that's the generation now that's got to make sure that this fragile, fragile experiment called democracy uh, continues for at least another generation, in spite of the fact that uh, Donald Trump is doing everything he's can possibly do uh, to to, to damage it. He could care less about the country. He's thinking exclusively about himself. But I don't think we have to fear, uh, you know, that Donald Trump can lock himself in the White House. It will look very, very uh, ugly. uh, But I can assure you right now, uh, and and it's as true as if God sits on the throne, Uh, if he doesn't leave the White House, he will be escorted out uh, on January 20th.
0: Now, you said you right. can. I really want to thank you for your time today, sir. Is there anything you like to say in closing?
1: Well, I, I enjoyed uh, talking with you. I appreciate uh, what you do out there with the show and bringing these important issues up. We are going to have a lot of play uh, over who becomes the Secretary of uh, Education, uh, as well as uh, a, a number of other uh, positions that. Uh, may or, uh, may or may not have some impact on some of the issues you, you are uh, dealing with out there in Seattle. So, God.
0: Well, God. i don't want to let you know that I've been in touch to with uh, Karen Bass, think, uh, uh, Representative Karen Bass, Chair of Congressional Black Caucus, got that that uh, a text as well as the Chair of the House Education Labor Committee, Congressman Bobby Scott. So they are aware of what the situation is in Seattle public schools and with the superintendent. So thank you very much, sir, and keep up the All good right, work. We appreciate you. you. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you, Eddie. All right now. Okay, so uh, Eric, we're gonna take a break and hopefully we can come back with uh, uh, Commissioner Sam Cho.
4: Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity and inclusion and to leveling the playing field, that means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend Port Gen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at Port Seattle. Org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.cTACShops.com. Why
5: sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington, or south to Columbia City Tukwila, and the airport, Link Live Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress.
4: Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Eddie Ryan Hayward Evans back at Urban Forum Northwest. Our next guest is Seattle Port Commissioner Sam Cho, uh, who has been an ardent supporter and fighter for affirmative action and equality for all people. And uh, we really appreciate his efforts, but he pulled one off this past Tuesday. Uh, Seattle Port Commissioner Sam Cho introduced a resolution to designate Juneteenth as a port holiday, and it passed five to zero. And we were at Urban Forum Northwest. Wanted to say, express our appreciation to you, Commissioner Cho, for taking that stand. And we know that you're in the trenches in terms of affirmative action and equality as well. So we appreciate that. But why don't you take a little, uh, couple of minutes and let our listeners give give our listeners a little bit about your background.
6: Uh, My name is Sam Cho. I'm a commissioner at the Port of Seattle. Uh, I was elected uh, last November, so exactly a year ago. Uh, so, so this was my first year as a port commissioner. Um, I think it would be of interest for everyone to know that I'm the only person of color on the port commission right now. And so, you know, since day one, I've I felt this duty to represent uh, communities of color. And, you know, I certainly hope that I've been doing, um, you know, everyone justice here, uh, at least within the port. Um, you know, uh, let me just say this about what we've been up to in this past seven months. You know, uh, you know, no one needs to a briefing on what's been going on in our country with regards to the fight for racial justice, the black lives matter movement. Um, but as this stuff was happening, I felt very strongly that the port of Seattle being the gateway to the Pacific Northwest in many ways needed to take a stance and show, uh, King County and the greater Sound region that it's doing its part in the fight for racial justice. And so we did pass a proclamation this, past Tuesday, two days ago, uh, a proclamation that made Juneteenth uh, a port-paid holiday. Um, and the proclamation, I'll tell you right now, Eddie, the first line of the proclamation says, whereas black lives matter, right? Um, and, and let me just also say this, that the Port of Seattle has been celebrating Juneteenth every year since 2003. And it's been led by a group called Blacks in Government, and, and we never missed it. Um And I was the speaker know, I'm, last I'm, I'm, year oh yeah and um it, it it's a great it's a great celebration as you know and uh and I'm just glad that I was able to uh you know help push this along uh i gotta give credit to commission president Peter Steinberg, who uh was a huge hand in this right without the, the without the support of the president of the commission, this would never have happened so I give a lot of credit to Peter Steinberg for his support um but here here's the thing right. Uh, as you know, Eddie, this is one, one small piece of the puzzle here, right? And, and, and while the court is doing its part, uh, my hope is that uh, this starts a movement across King County, across the state, and across the country where Juneteenth becomes a national holiday. And I know you've been fighting for that for years and years and years, and I'm just glad to be able to do uh, my part in, in this fight.
0: I want to see if my co-host Hayward Evans has a question or comment for you, Commissioner Cho. You know, uh, Commissioner Cho, first,
3: again, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Every year we celebrate the 4th of July when my people were still enslaved. I mean, come on. Juneteenth is an important part of American history. And I like what you said in terms of being a national holiday, because it should be a national holiday. I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. What's going on with the port now considering the pandemic and everything shut down and how are we looking in terms of this diversity in contracting?
6: Yeah, no, that's an excellent question. Thanks for that. You know, our employment numbers have gone down, just air travel has dropped so much in the past six, seven months. Um, you know, just to give you some numbers in a normal day without COVID, sea taxis, about 50,000 passengers go through security at the height of COVID we saw it drop to two thousand five hundred passengers. So it was a huge drop. Um in the past few weeks it's gone up to eighteen thousand passengers. Um but to your point, the, the the folks who get hurt the most by this are the small business owners, the contractors, the tenants at the port, uh who, you know, lose business as a result of the lost foot traffic and business uh in the terminals. And so what we've done is we've we've gone back and we've basically looked at how we can provide relief to those um, to those tenants, especially small businesses and especially the minority businesses. What we've done is we've done everything from providing rent relief, uh, you know, deferred rents. Uh, we've also extended leases by three years, um, so that people have time on the back end of their leases to recover from this pandemic. Um, but to go to your con- uh, question about contracting. You know, this question about contracting has been a problem, as you all know, for very many, many years, for for a period that precedes my time on the commission. And it's been one of my number one priorities to look at. Uh, I encourage everyone to look at uh, the equity and anti-racism motion that I passed back in October. And this motion does a full-scale audit and a review of poor policies as it pertains to everything from hiring and contracting and procuring, and so you can look forward to the port uh, basically auditing itself is what I is, is how I put it. Well, we're looking ourselves in the mirror uh, and, and saying what are we doing that might be perpetuating instances of systemic racism, and, and contracting is very much a part of that. And so, you know, this is a first of its kind. As you all know, we established the Office of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion at the port, and now we've given them some teeth. Uh, with through the motion that we passed last month. So you can look forward to uh, some really, really uh, serious findings uh, that that I fully intend to act upon.
0: Commissioner Cho, I just wanna give a shout out uh, to uh, Luis Navarro, who has worked closely with our community. As a matter Absolutely. of fact, uh, was it two years ago, he received uh, an award for his work with communities and, and being an advocate uh, at the port for uh, equality for uh, all communities of color. Uh, he received an award from the Martin Luther King Commemoration Committee, and he continues to be a key player in this. Yeah, and I hope that we'll uh, continue to allow him to operate and for us to work directly with him because he's been a key player over the years. I want to say that he and Charlene and uh, Charlene Jones uh, mm-hmm. and the rest of the team down there, they're, they're, they're some good folks uh, out at the airport, Lance Little and uh uh, Don Hunter and folks are are doing real uh, good jobs. It's too bad they don't have any customers, like you just said.
6: Yeah, yeah. Well, l- let me just say that uh, the, the names you just mentioned, I feel like are superstars, and and it's just another example of why representation matters. Uh, these are folks who are deeply rooted in the communities, uh, and you know, I, I I I lean on them heavily uh, mm. for for insights, for advice, and and thoughts. And so I'm very, very blessed to have them in my corner and, and I'm really looking forward to working with them to figure out a solution that helps her communities.
0: Yeah, we are, we're also working uh, closely with, with me and Rice. You know, we have yep. have a few difficulties with, with the, the process and procedure. You know, one is that, uh, uh, you know, a minority firm is used or a woman firm is used to get the contract. After they get the contract, the prime finds 900 reasons why not to give this uh, sign the contract, but they've received the contract now. And a lot of the things that they come up with at the last minute, they need to do before they submit that uh, subcontractor's uh, uh, company's name uh, to participate in the contract, as opposed to waiting until the end, because uh, one of the things we'll cite is that, well, uh, this um, female-owned business didn't have any workers. Well, uh, small firms are not going to sit around with workers that they got to pay without having a contract. So you know it, it doesn't really make much sense you know to use that well, this person doesn't have any any workers. Well, that's why they have labor unions, so you can call in and get them. But uh, you know uh, anyway, John Yasutaki is putting together uh, an overview for this particular situation. He's gonna share it with the okay. poor Commission because I think you know these same tricks have been used for over 40 years how to get rid of a minority or a woman subcontractor particularly a minority subcontractor and a black one at that so uh, uh commissioner i really do appreciate all the work you're doing and i'd like to know if there's any comments you'd like to make in closing and since me and rice and the office of diversity contract was one of our sponsors we encourage and uh, always have an open door an invitation standing invitation for you and any other uh peter Steinbruck has been on and we've had uh, 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 Ryan Calkins has been on. I think Fred Feldman's been on. We've had just about everybody on. And We see Stephanie Bowman is always making the presentations to support affirmative action. So uh, yeah. thank you very much, sir. And uh, like I say, we'd like to have at least you on at least quarterly to give us an update okay. since we got a commissioner of color uh, down there now. I would love that. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, hey, well, that's some pretty good news.
3: Oh, that, that, that's excellent news. It's about we time.
0: Yeah, have
3: Tamika on yet, Gary? Uh, yeah, the great thing is he's leading the way. Like he said, he said he's laying the foundation. And that's so critical that somebody steps up, you know, steps up to the plate. And I think he hit a home run. And hopefully it's going to uh, be
0: emulated throughout the state. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a quick break and uh, come back with, uh, see so if we can get Tamika Mosley.
4: List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend port Gen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle-Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.cetacshops.com. Why sit in
5: bumper to bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an Orca card, even better. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress.
4: Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 1150
5: KKNW. All right.
0: Eddie Ryan Hayward Evans back at Urban Forum Northwest. trying to get hooked up with the herbalist Tamika Mosley. But in the meantime, uh, I just have to let folks know once again, uh, and I'm not surprised at all, Hayward, that the Seattle Times would endorse uh, Jeanette Juno. Uh, I'm not surprised at all, because I can remember back in the day when Silas Potter sold $160,000. That was an ongoing saga for about uh, three or four months. But uh, the, the guys that uh, did, had the largest bankruptcy bankruptcy in the history of the United States at Washington Mutual, you didn't know anything about them. As a matter of fact, uh, so that's the way some cycles go. But, you know, when you sit back and, you know, we have uh, black organizations, a lot of folks have contracts with the school district and uh we know that you know when you sit back and let uh, folks like uh all the black men if it's all right with black organizations for all the black men to be gone and the sister that was mistreated and the native american urban native uh, education alliance to be displaced and to have uh, uh, put a a principal who'd been disciplined for disproportionately suspending black kids over another school where the indian program once again is being messed over And then uh, to have someone in the city of Seattle recommend her to be the secretary of education, uh uh-uh, no way. And as a matter of fact, this fight's not over. And a lot of the people who are standing behind her, we want to know how uh, a certain person who is a director of diversity and inclusion for a major corporation can ignore that seven black men and one black woman has been summarily dismissed. As a matter of fact, two of them have lawsuits uh, two of them uh, uh, had received uh, payments to leave the district and signed non-disclosure agreements. I did hear back from Brandon Hersey on the CL School Board, CL School Board member, uh, who told me that I'd get the information I requested through the Freedom of Information request. And I got heard back from the school district saying that, yes, uh, Mr. Wright, we can get it to you by January 8th. And uh, the information I requested is this. Uh, copies of agreements entered into the Seattle uh, schools, Public School Superintendent Denise Juno and any African-American male that served in her cabinet or any other leadership position under her direction. Two, copies of payments made to African-American males that entered into the non-disclosure agreements. Three, the names of African-American males that Denise Juno interviewed to lead Seattle Public Schools African-American Male Achievement Program. Four, board members' knowledge of the Discrimination complaints filed by two Native American tribes in Montana while Denise Juno was superintendent of public instruction in that state. So apparently uh, the school board uh, didn't care, didn't do due diligence, or made a deal with her to come in and do ethnic cleansing of black males and leadership positions. So yeah, it's nothing to get a to get a severance pay, but when you got to sign a non what are you hiding? So, well, you know, and, you know I'm, glad, I'm glad that you
3: said that, and, and particularly about the uh, African-American male program. How are you going to have a program for African-American males and you don't even interview an African-American candidate who's a male? Absolutely ridiculous. Sounds like it was designed for failure. And I haven't even heard the numbers. Has she truly addressed the whole issue of the educational disparity gap, the achievement gap? I don't think she has. I think things are, 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 frankly, I think things are worse, from my observation.
0: Yeah, well, not, there's no question about it. And like I said, uh, you know, we had uh, some organizations, you have contracts with their, you know, they do whatever they want to do. But for a civil rights organization that has a history of being an advocate and civil rights for black folks to all of a sudden ignore the fact that these seven black leaders have been displaced out of the school district. Okay, we got we got Tamika on. Hello, Tamika. Hey, how are you? Hey with Evans and Eddie Rye here. So yeah, I'm sorry we were a little late getting hooked up. So why don't you go ahead and let us know? You gotta uh we're gonna let us know what we can do to stay healthy during the pandemic. And also you're gonna give us a couple words about the sickle cell uh, event that you're having coming up.
7: Yes, thank you so much. Uh yes, just got off of that event. Uh, there's a seventh annual uh, sickle cell conference that's going on all week and uh I participated in that for the last couple of days. Um, but uh, very interesting how, you know, they're incorporating more natural, holistic things into their conferences now, along with the doctor, the medications, and things like that. So that's a really a big plus. So I had about 150 people in the session, but it's just great being able to educate the people. And more and more people are waking up and understanding that they're eating better and taking care of, of their health. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing today. But going on to uh, the, the pandemic, you guys, we have the flu season here. Uh, we have corona on top of the flu season. So I really want to stress to people out there that is really critical and crucial that I always talk about, the gut health and also our immune system, which we just talked about this morning. 80% of our immune system is found in our gut. So we have to understand that we have to go and purchase these things for our loved ones, for our grandparents, our uncles, our aunts, our cousins, and share the information because so many people are going to be affected. You know, so many people are reaching out to me already in the hospital. You know, they're sick. They have, they have an infection. I mean, even the other night I was in a restaurant and sitting down in 30 minutes, I started feeling nauseated. Like I want to throw up, like something just got into my system that quick. But, you know, knowing how to, what to take. I came home immediately and took an activated charcoal, and that made me feel better because it took everything out of my system that was sick. I mean, you know, that was making me sick or, you know, that was trying to make me sick. And then to know to give my kids probiotics and a natural antibiotic such as golden seal so it doesn't attack their body. So as long as we keep the garlic. Oregano, golden seal, Echinacea, Astragalus. These are all natural antibiotics. Vitamin C, zinc. Okay, we can't forget about the vitamin D3 for people of color. It's the main reason that people are dying as well because we are so deficient. There is no sun here. So we got to make sure that we're taking at least 5,000 IUs of vitamin D3 along with vitamin K2 that's made by MK7. Um. And also, uh, you know, just juicing, eating right, staying hydrated. You know, Eddie, and just we got to keep these things in our system. And, you know, this will keep our immune system strong. And if we do get sick, if we do come down with a fever, we have to know how to immediately kill it. Now, I have reversed now over 40 clients coronavirus. I know I've had my clients on here talking to you. Uh, so that number has gone up, and I'm reversing coronavirus weekly now. But if you come down with a fever, if you get sick, the first thing we need to start doing is taking the natural antibiotics every 45 minutes, and this is what's going to kill that virus. So if it's garlic capsules, take two garlic capsules every 45 minutes. Take your 50 billion probiotics three times a day. Uh, take a detox bath. Sit in a detox bath with Epsom salt, bacon soda, apple cider vinegar, lavender, and tea tree oil. All these things will help detox the body pull the viruses out pull things out that's not supposed to be there and just you know help get us get us better and stay healthy
0: (laughs) now you have you have a a website with a a great deal of information on it already can you share information about uh, your services and uh, other information that you offer online
7: yeah, so I do have a website. My website is www.ssnaturalhealing.com. And I'm also manufacturing my own products because I know and I see that my people, we need to have these things. Uh, right now, I have probiotics on my website. They're $50 uh, You definitely, you know, people can, uh, can order those. I do have B3K2 magnesium all in one, one capsule. Uh, Coming next, they're not out yet, but I'm I'm an herbalist. I consult with people on a daily basis uh, with different various chronic conditions, and I just help people to learn how to eat properly and put the right supplements into the body to get us going back on our healthy healing journey. And I help people reverse cancer cells, diabetes, hypertension, sickle cells, just doing it the natural way.
0: I I want to see if my co-host, David Evans, have a question or comment for you.
7: But, Tamika, it sounds like I need
3: you. I need you. No. <laughs> well,
7: just call uh, me. I can get Now, now, now the people. going on some good stuff. Just give me a call.
3: <laughs> okay, I, I have. But the people that go on your website, uh, how much information do they get in terms of, of coming up with a plan for themselves? Is that doable?
7: Yeah, well, you know, the information on my site, uh, I definitely have coronavirus info there for sure. I have all the supplements, the name of the supplements, what we need to do, the preventive method. So I have all of that. Uh, I just have information, of course, about sickle cell because that's my passion. You know, that's my sign. That's where I started. And uh, just helpful information. I have recipes, you know, healthy eating, what a healthy diet looks like. Uh, talk about various supplements and why we need probiotics. I have a blog on there with... You know, very helpful information about just the various topics on, on, on healing. So, yeah, and there's a lot you, of things that people can definitely find there.
3: And you work with people one-on-one to uh, to work specifically with them and their condition?
7: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I work with, uh, just, just this week, I had a client that had uh, kidney problems. I have someone with autoimmune disease, someone with MS. Uh, But weekly, definitely get someone with corona. I mean, it's coming in by the trolls now. You know, it it, it was once every two weeks. I have a few people, but now people calling me every day. Teenagers, people and kids in college with corona. I mean, it is just, even my godchild had it. You know, it's just, it is really getting out of hand. But, you know, we, we just, all we can do is educate the people, keep our immune system strong, and uh, yeah and you know we just
3: keep doing it well i, I guess you know from, from my observation sitting here I'm, I'm thinking uh there has to be another way too we can make sure all this information is getting out to the people uh are there any grants or anything out there like the uh seems like the city of seattle or or king county should be taking some of your information and sharing it broadly broad well, you Anybody know yeah that?
7: it's great that's it's great that you that you bring that up um i do i have a, a contract with the with the uh best starts for kids and and so i'm i'm actually i work with the the uh PERS. so Pers is this group that we go into the seattle schools and we and my job is just to educate the parents teachers and students on proper nutrition and essential minerals and vitamins and so actually last night i just presented Uh, to one of the cohorts within the Seattle school. So, you know, we are doing, you know, I'm trying my best to knock the doors down, right, (laughs) to get into the places, you know, where I can make a difference and educate. You know, I met Eddie uh, maybe two years ago when I first moved here. You know, we've connected now, and he's, you know, he's learned more about me, learned about him, and he has me on. So, you know, we got to just keep doing things like this, raising awareness, because like you say, this is so important. And, you know, the more YouTube videos I make, they keep taking them down. But we have to keep going and we have to keep fighting, you know, just like civil rights. we got to fight for our health because we just do not have to suffer. We don't. We don't. So uh I
0: I want you to give your contact information to the listening audience before we go. I want them to make sure I want to make sure that they know. And also, this interview will be on. Urban Forum NW, Stephanie Ogle, Soul System media, keeps it updated. So they can hear your interview on UrbanForumNW.com. I think Eric will have it put up by probably by Monday or so. So that will be on the website. So share with our listening audience your contact information so that they can get to you.
7: Yes, yeah, thank you so much, Eddie. It's, uh, again, my name is Tamika Mosley. Uh, my website is www.ss. NaturalHealing.com and on my website, you can definitely go to my YouTube, my Instagram. Uh, I do have a newsletter with uh, I supply various of inf- information. I give uh, videos out all the time, just trying to educate the population. So those and my contact is two one four six zero eight three one zero one for anybody that you know would like to consult or just want more help on how to boost the immune system during these. This is cold
0: season. Okay, Tamika, thank you very much. We appreciate your your contribution.
7: All right, thank you so much. Take care. When you
0: got some, when you got a big one coming back up, let us know because you got a platform here. Okay.
7: Okay. Thank you so much, Eddie. You guys, you guys have, have a great day. Hey, we're all right. Take care.
0: Hey, thank you. Okay. Okay. Now, every now and then, we have to deal with some pretty sad issues uh, on the front page of the facts. Once again. Uh, A young lady that, uh, well, we used to be young, uh, but uh, Janice uh, Adams, Janice Harbin, who my family lived right across the street from her family. Uh, Dad, Leo Adams, mother, Ruth, uh, oldest brother, Sydney Clark, Royce Clark, Cheryl Clark. uh, And then also I see that uh, the mother of the Tates, uh, Miss Inez Walden, who's also the grandmother of uh, Mia Tate, my niece. And then a guy that I went to school with, uh, Jerome Smith. And another guy that really surprised me was uh, Woody, uh, Larry Woodruff. Uh, He was an umpire for years and also worked out at Emerald Downs. I told his uh, nephew I would give him a shout out. Uh, There'll be more information about him. I hope that uh, Brother Allen puts it on Facebook so everybody knows when you see him, you'll know him. And then also the fact that... uh, Uh, Our program is uh, sponsored by Sound Transit's Labor and Civil Rights Office, the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office, Concourse Concessions out of SeaTac, SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, uh, which is going a little slow right now. And a shout out to me and Rice at the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office uh, for their support and their assistance. And uh, I also wanted to share uh, a couple of other things as well. Uh, We have to... uh, participate. Everything is remote now, but please make your voice heard. Uh, You you have to do that. Hey, do you have any comments in closing about the art contest? Uh, Yeah, just everybody
3: look forward to hearing the information. You know, the art contest is going to run through the end of the year. We have five categories, but that go to, go to our website, Uh,
0: MLKCC uh, uh, WW, Eddie, can you give it please? Uh, Yeah, it's mlkcc.org. There you go. And also you can give me a call to a 206-786-2763, and I'd be more than happy to talk with you. We will be getting uh, all of the judges together. Uh, I know it's been a long time, but this coronavirus pandemic has made this everything a lot more difficult than it normally would be because of the fact now that, you know, everything will have to be transmitted uh, by video, uh, you know, we will hopefully have something worked out with Ashby Reed uh, to drop art off at the Onyx Fine Arts Gallery. So anyway, I hear the music in the background. Hayward Evans, and our time is up. And we'll talk to you next week with our Thanksgiving Day special.